0: You're tuned Into Tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com.
0: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the Memorial Day weekend of Friday, May 28th, 2021, our 26th year. Bringing you further into tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And from the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. If I could only manage my vocal cords. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. And speaking of my vocal cords... And another week, I go under the knife. Yes. So if you're... Right
1: a, after we do the next show. Exactly. So, literally, so, so, the ho- morning after.
0: <laughs> so hopefully you've got just one more show where we have to listen to this. And, <laughs> I beg my pardon, and I do. so, But that's a good point, because the very next early morning, we had to plan it that way. Um, they, they're going to do the cutting of this polyp nodule... Thing, whatever the heck it is feels like a mac truck but it's just a little tiny thing i posted on facebook if you care to see it um but yeah it's hopefully going to be fixed which means after eight days of silence <laughs> good luck to me right um then the following show the week after the week after hopefully i'm back to normal whatever the heck that was
1: yeah i was telling you before the show that for those eight days we'll see if that mute button that we've been trying to use on you for the last 26 years will finally work that's not
0: nice. <laughs> Accurate, but not nice. You, that's why you you make that kind of like you're holding a remote and pushing yeah. a button toward me. And that just, it just doesn't work. No, yeah, it doesn't. It will, though, a week from yeah, now. Might
1: need new batteries.
0: <clears throat> I need new batteries. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I can get him to do that while he's playing around in my throat with all of these medical instruments and scalpels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be scissors. Like off his desk in the office, he just goes in and snips. You know. But I hope he was a gamer as a kid. Yes, your we've surgeon. talked about that. <laughs> that surgeons who played games and continue to make the best surgeons. And why is that? Well,
1: it's because you learn a lot of hand-eye coordination, and yeah. especially with this kind of a surgery that you're having, because isn't it all? They, what, don't they still go in like through your nose and all the way down? Well, the, and- the
0: camera and light go in through my nose. And yes, he told me I will be completely knocked out. Good thing because I kept trying to puke on him, I guess, when he was just doing it when I was uh, awake. Um, <laughs> just no good gag reflex, or too good a gag reflex. and But then he's going just through the mouth. I have to have a mouth guard. Good thing I have one from the dentist anyway, because like you, I grind my teeth at night. and uh, Because that way the instruments will hit the mouth guard and not my teeth. That's good. Yeah. I don't want to wake up with missing teeth or cracked teeth. Well,
1: thank God for dental insurance. Yep, <laughs> Thank <laughs> God for
0: malpractice insurance. Oh, yeah. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I trust this guy, oh, I hope. got
1: to make sure he, he even has some, because we're in Florida.
0: It's not required. Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh, that's scary. It might be, hey, sorry, what can I do? Yeah. You, you're a professional voice, and you have no voice anymore. I did my best. Yeah. But, or, you know, I gave you your voice
1: back. You don't have any teeth, but I gave you your voice back. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, yeah,
0: I could just see it now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, as you mentioned earlier, Memorial Day weekend, so we just want to say, you know, as you enjoying barbecues and gatherings with your family and friends, please don't forget the uh, true meaning of the holiday and remember all the members of our military who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country.
0: Good point. It's not about mattress or car sales or any of that nonsense. It's about remembering those who died in military service to our country. Not veterans, not current military. They each have their days and, and by all means remember them anyway, always. But Please don't post things like, you know, Happy Memorial Day. It's not supposed to be happy. It's a memorable yeah. day. And, and, of course, that would be on Monday. So depending on when you hear this, if you're listening to the podcast after the radio broadcast or something, it, it was maybe last week. But you get the idea. Um, so we do want to remember those who died in service to our country. Yeah,
1: and I always tell people every year that, that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that includes you know, the uh, 22 veterans a day that take their own lives because of all those, you know, yeah. emotional wounds that can't heal from
0: war. So remember yeah. them as well. Yeah, the PTSD and that sort of stuff, by all means, you know, they have to be remembered and need to be dealt with. We've got to cut that way down to zero But, obviously, a lot of work to be done. Some tech news and commentary, and then we get back to your calls. And we're going to tease you, Chris and I, as to why you want to start calling the show now. I mean, don't wait a couple of weeks from now when we have a big announcement. You'll know why when you hear it. But you start calling now, you'll qualify during this big announcement. Because as of Memorial Day weekend... We start collecting calls for our – did I say that clearly? Yeah. Okay. All, all we can say is it's hot and cool at the same time. Yeah. Maybe we give away something. I don't, but anyway, but, but 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 there. But I digest. So you want to start calling, and Chris is going to share with you in a couple of minutes that there are many very easy ways for you to join us. And we'll do just that. But first, TikTok has changed the voice on its text-to-speech feature. Oh, to, to my yeah.
1: vocal cord problem uh, yeah. voice. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is uh, this came just weeks after an actor claiming to the to be the original voice filed a lawsuit, claiming that she never agreed to be featured in the app.
0: Oh no! So they've been using like her synthesized voice. Yeah. Oh geez. So the new
1: voice has been showing up in TikToks this past week, often in videos of people commenting on the change. It sounds a bit more energetic and upbeat than the, the droll monotone of the prior voice. The one who was suing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the feature allows TikTok users to type out text and have it read aloud over their videos, and it's often used as kind of a narrator. Uh, voice actor Bev Standing claimed that she was the voice behind TikTok's text-to-speech feature and that she had never agreed to work with the company. Standing said she had done voice recordings meant to be used for translations but that she hadn't authorized use of her voice beyond that specific instance. Wow! Um, TikTok has yet to comment on the lawsuit or the new voice, but this week's change suggests that the company is taking her lawsuit seriously. Yeah, I hope so.
0: I've had people steal my voice before. Maybe that's what's happened in the last three months. Okay. <laughs> but but in, in many ways, using things that I had recorded for someone else in the past. And so it does happen, by all means. But very strange. Wow. So good, good on her, even though, yeah, she's very monotone. so i hope they have i haven't heard any new voice yet because i don't spend a lot of time on tiktok still waiting for people to like the two or three that i've posted (laughs) so do follow me on tiktok on facebook on instagram on twitter it's all the same at dave graveline easy but life is not about the amount of likes and shares and reactions you
1: get on social media no but it's about followers no it's not about that either what is it about then
0: It's about staying the heck off social media. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-social media. Speaking of anti-social, Amazon gobbling up yet another company. Imagine that. They're buying the Hollywood studio known for the James Bond movies, Shark Tank TV, and an additional 4,000 titles and 17,000 hours of television, MGM Holdings. It came in with a roar. Yeah, I see what you yeah. did there. We see, you, know, you should have had the roar handy and played the roar. Yeah, but then we would have probably had to pay Jeff Bezos a royalty. No, he doesn't yeah. own it quite yet. But for $9 billion, including all their debt. So this is a pact that would turn a film operation founded in the silent era into a streaming ass- asset for the big e-commerce giant. It will mark Amazon's second largest acquisition in its history behind its 2017 deal to acquire Whole Foods for $13.7 billion. So this is only $9 billion, Pocket change oh, yeah. for Jeff Bozo. Um, that's going to be interesting. Now, does that mean for those of you who are suckers and, and pay for Prime... Does that mean that you're going to get all these James Bond movies and stuff? I was thinking about that earlier, and I wouldn't be surprised
1: if it doesn't mean that, that we would still have to then rent I'm confused. My first thought was, well, hey, maybe this will then give all of us Prime members access for free to streaming of all the MGM movies. But then mm. I was thinking, well, no, they're going to have to pay for this still somehow. (laughs) So I'm sure the MGM movies are still going to be for rent
0: on Amazon Prime. Yeah, maybe at a discount if you're a Prime member. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yes, know, but we'll see. Maybe by Prime Day in July, whoop-de-doo, uh, they'll have a big sale after they bought MGM for $9 billion.
1: So I wonder if this will mean now that uh, any MGM movies that come out in the future will also be available on Prime the same day it's in the theaters.
0: Well, and and I've already heard that they're going to replace The Lion with Jim, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' bald head. And he'll roar. Nice. like roar. Yeah, but he'll be roaring all the way to the bank. Yeah, yeah, True. Although, didn't he have to give half of his
1: uh, bank to his wife? Yeah, but even after that, he was still, what, the richest person in the world? (laughs) Yeah,
0: very true.
1: Speaking of uh, rich, Tesla has been ordered to pay 16,000 U.S. dollars each to thousands of customers in Norway for, s- for slowing down charging speeds. Oh. A 2019 software update was found to have affected the battery life in Tesla Model S vehicles manufactured between 2013 and 2015, sparking a complaint by dozens of Norwegian Tesla owners. Oh, sparking a complaint, battery problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a result, customers were reporting diminished range and slower charging speeds at the company's supercharger network. Tesla did not file a response to the suit, and the case was decided in the plaintiff's favor on April 29th. Tesla is ordered to pay each customer roughly $16,000. Wow. Now, that particular Model S has been sold around 10,000 times during the period in question, making it a potentially very expensive
0: judgment for Tesla. Yeah, sounds like. Whoa. Well, that'll teach them. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of Tesla, this week, they announced that it's ditching radar in favor of a camera-based system to enable autopilot features in its Model 3 and Y vehicles in North America. In a tweet March 12th, CEO Elon Musk had said that Tesla would move to a, quote-unquote, pure vision approach. Other automakers like GM Cruise, Alphabet's Waymo, and Aurora are using radar and LiDAR alongside cameras in their automated driving systems already. So now Tesla will do the same. And we have been testing for a few days, Stand by because we're going to do a full report on it coming up. Video, of course, a spotlight, if you will, on the all-new 2022 Acura MDX. Uh, one of my favorite vehicles I've, I've owned. My last two vehicles were MDX SUVs, Acura MDX. So we managed to get a hold of one for only a week. Chris had a great idea, I thought. When it's time to turn it in, just give them my old MDX and say, it's an MDX. What's the yeah. difference? Well, Just, yeah.
1: Why they, not? You know, and if they give you any lips, say, well, I've already bought two. Isn't that enough? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> my gosh. But notice how the new one, and we're pointing this out on the upcoming video, stay tuned, uh, is using a forward-facing camera, sonar sensors, um, and radar all to do things like lane assist, keeping you in your lane, uh, keeping distance between the vehicle in front of you, a lot of things that we're going to be showing you and talking about, but not autopilot. I mean, they're not saying anything about autopilot, though Chris and I both have been testing this vehicle on the highways and taking our hands off the wheel very carefully, very nearby, ready to grab it, and it works very well. So... We're going to show you all about that. But thats I found that interesting that Tesla is saying, okay, well, hey, we know that uh, the radar we've been using isn't doing the job. So now we've got to go with the other companies that are doing better.
1: Plus, it would probably make it hard to have a radar detector in that vehicle because it would probably be setting itself off the whole time. I don't think so. <laughs> But it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Microsoft held its build conference earlier this week, and it has remained incredibly tight-lipped around its plans for Windows this year. And we've known for some time that the company plans to ship a significant overhaul for Windows later this uh, year. Not going to be a
0: Windows 11, is it? No. It'll
1: no, okay. um, be under the code name Sun Valley, and that Microsoft is planning to hold a dedicated Windows event sometime in the next few weeks to talk about it. Now, because of this, the company has opted not to talk much about Windows at its build 2021, mm-hmm. but that hasn't stopped uh, CEO Satya. Tia Nadella from teasing that something big is in the works. During his opening keynote, he called the project, quote, one of the most significant updates to Windows in the past decade.
0: Ooh, I hope it's going to be the announcement, Windows, no longer blue screen of death. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, who knows? I mean, that would be a big announcement. Yeah. So we'll have
1: to stay tuned because it's expected in the next several weeks that they're going to yeah. have a dedicated Windows event, and we'll see what these big changes are going to be in Windows 10.
0: Yeah, because this build event that we've been monitoring for our audience is really for developers. Yeah. So for the most part. So no, no real consumer news yet out of it. But, of course, we stay on it, and we ask you to stay tuned, and we'll give you whatever details come about. Yeah. Don in Lewiston, Idaho, we love you for it, calling in via the Ask Dave button on our site at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Don. I have an old HP laptop that has a Realtek RTL8188EE Wi-Fi adapter, but then on my new Asus Vivobook laptop I just got, has a Realtek 8821CE wireless adapter. Mm -hmm. And I'm not too swift on wireless adapters, so I was curious what's the difference and why am I able to connect to a distant Wi-Fi signal with my old laptop and adapter, but my new laptop and adapter, I can't connect hardly at all. So just curious what the difference is and why I'm having some issues. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, Don. We'll see if we can't break apart some of these concerns. There are two possible causes for your new laptop doing a worse job with Wi-Fi. First, your old adapter could only handle 2.4 gigahertz networks. Those networks, of course, are slower than 5 gigahertz, duh. Uh, But they're better at getting through thick walls and other obstacles. It's possible that your router can output both frequencies, and your new laptop is defaulting to the faster one. Now, if that's the case, you should be able to tell your laptop or your router to use the other one. And you should have similar coverage as you did before.
1: Yeah, the rule of thumb we always told people is that five gigahertz networks give you better speed. Yeah, the two point four gigahertz networks give you much better range. Yeah, you can much get more least, distance, uh, right, at least twice as far for uh, two point four gigahertz. Mm-hmm. Now, the other possible cause, on is not related to the adapter itself, but what it's plugged into. Different laptops have different antennas, and some are just better than others. Newer laptops don't necessarily have better ones. Now, there's nothing too complex about the antennas; they're just wires arranged in different parts of the laptop to try and catch the wireless signal. But your old laptop may have had better ones or better placed ones than the new one. Now, if that's the case, you're better off just getting a signal booster for the network rather than trying to improve the antennas, which will involve either taking your laptop apart or buying a USB adapter that will cost you more than the signal booster
0: itself. Yeah, very true. Now, Don, while we hope that one of those items helps you out, we also hope that you'll let us know what worked for you. And don't worry, because if you're busy driving or otherwise not able to to make notes of the things we talked about, all of our notes, we make the notes for you, are, of course, at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the show for the weekend of May 28th, 2021, and right there, hour one, you're our first call, and all of our notes are there for you, because we know it'll help others with similar issues. So anyone can visit us anytime and check it out. Again, intotomorrow.com. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. And into tomorrow, fun tech tidbit for you. 51% of Internet traffic is non-human. 31% is made up of Hacking programs, spammers, and malicious fishing. Oh, Isn't that nice to know? That's my least favorite kind of fishing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know. It's not even catching. Yeah. It's just fishing. Into tomorrow continues.
1: I'm Dave Graveline, and I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. Starting your own podcast is easy. Just go to blueberry dot com and get your free trial. That's Blueberry without the ease. B l u b r r y dot com. Ah. And if you want to participate on the show and win some fabulous prizes, good stuff. uh, Fabulous with jazz hands. Okay. Fabulous prizes. Radio Theater of the Mind. Yes. Yes. There are so many ways for you to participate. You could call our 800 number, 800 899 into. That's 800 899 4686. You can text that number as well. We just ask that you include your name, where you're listening to us from, and uh, how you listen to the show. If you text the 800 number. Right. And don't say that, you know, I listen with my ears in the living room. That's not what we're looking for. Exactly. What city, what radio
0: station or podcast or stream or whatever. What part of the world you're participating from. That sort of thing. You know, the thing that we get from most everyone who calls in anytime. So if they want to text the 800 number, which, again, we want to hear you. That's the key. And you get better prizes that way. Just saying. Um Then what number would they text to? 800-899-4686. 800-899. I'm making a note. 4686 to send a text. Okay. With those three things as well as your question comment whatever.
1: Yes. You could also use the message to studio button in our free Into Tomorrow app. It's available on both iOS
0: and Android. Oh, and while you're snagging our app, which by the way takes up very teeny-weeny little bit of space on your phone, not like these other apps that clog your phone and your storage. I can tell you the iPhone app is uh, 12 megabytes. That's there it. you go. It's that's <laughs> it. You got plenty of room on your phone for our Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store and snag it. While you're snagging it, Please rate us five stars and maybe say something nice about it. You never know. Other prizes, we don't mind buying you. <laughs> Other prizes can be had if you do something like that. We'll
1: remember you. You can also participate via our website, into tomorrow.com. You'll see a little red microphone it says Ask Dave, either over there on the right or on the bottom, depending on
0: the browser you're on. Yeah. But any browser, the little Ask Dave with a microphone pops up. And it's so easy to do, just like Don did in our last segment. Sounded like he was right here in the studio, too. So, so many ways to participate. We couldn't possibly make it any easier unless you want to buy an airline ticket and fly to Miami and ask the question in person. But we don't recommend that. No. tomorrow.com. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into tomorrow. I know you're clamoring for another into tomorrow fun tech tidbit so I shall provide you with one. Spam email was named after the canned meat. So we have one right here in the studio. Yes. There it is. Sp- can of spam. In a Monty Python skit, I miss seeing them, they said spam meat was, quote, horrible and being ubiquitous and inescapable, close quote. So how appropriate is that? Yes. There you go. you got to love it. I'm Dave
1: Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text the word RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000.
0: Well, they have the internet on computers
1: now. And uh, I think you need to tell our audience how uh, HughesNet saved us this past week. <laughs> Boy, did it
0: ever. And it's not the first time they saved us. You know, ever since we managed to get rid of Comcast, which I still to this day hate, and I hate their TV service as well, and that screwed things up again this week, but that's normal. Um, we finally got rid of Comcast, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, probably three or four years. Three or four. Wow, time flies. And we managed to go to AT&T fiber gigabit service here at the studios and made a huge difference especially when we have to upload our show to the servers and and to the armed forces networks and stuff. Yeah, it's just great cause, difference because we get steady speeds both down and up of around 975 yeah. megabytes. Right. <laughs> pretty much just this far away from a gigabit all the time and we've just we've talked it up like crazy to take in very good care of us and we couldn't couldn't have been happier and would never turn back to concast after we managed to get fiber right Well, on Monday, first thing Monday morning, it was out. Okay, that's not a good sign. I happen to look at one of the cameras, and I see an AT&T tech walking away from the front of our building and going across the street to another property. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's coincidental and odd. Why is there an AT&T tech and his truck parked across the street? And suddenly we have no Internet, no fiber. Of course... Automatically, things switch to HughesNet to back us up, but it's only about twenty-five meg. Twenty-five
1: down and about one up. Uh, yeah, or a
0: half up. <laughs> exactly, and it's not meant to do uploads. But twenty-two thousand five hundred miles up and back down again from to and from space, that's to be expected. So there's lag time and everything. But we were getting email. We were able to function to that extent. Couldn't do any uploads or anything like that. Of course, couldn't play any games. Not that we do anyway. But so that was an issue. So I'm on the phone with AT&T and saying, I think it might be a coincidence, but one of your techs was in the vicinity, like, you know, 10 feet away, and and our Internet went down. Uh-oh. So they send somebody within a couple of hours, and sure enough, he said, well, it wasn't a coincidence. That other tech uh, removed a, a coupling device or a jumper and took you down. So I got it back, and you should be back up. Great. Whew. We were back up. So we were down, I don't know, two, three hours or more, but we were back up. And we thought, well, at least that's the first time that happened. We're fine. Well, Tuesday morning, same thing happened. Different tech, couple of places down from here. He pulled the jumpers off and disconnected us as well. Now, I take it upon myself to walk over to this tech, different guy, and say, Listen, before you jump out of your truck, as he was just pulling in, and put all your cones out and all that nonsense, because you, you may have to go back to your box and plug us back in, because I, I, I managed to immediately call the tech that repaired us. ...on Monday. And he said, well, quick, get out there and and tell the guy, you know, you're, you're all set at the PFP, whatever the heck that is, and to put you back on port one. He said, because that's what I had to do yesterday to fix it. Okay, making a note, go out and tell him that. And he says, no, that's where my customer is on port one. I said, but you don't understand. We were on port one, whatever that means. You need to put us back up. No, no, no. My orders are to put this customer online... So wait, so you take us offline to put them online? Yes, I would do that all the time. I went, oh, that's a heck of a way to run a business, AT&T Tech. So I got a manager, and the manager says, who responded quickly because, you know, I turned on the Dave Charm basically threatening them with well, great bodily harm. Plus, plus, when you tell
1: them that, you know, you've got a microphone and two and a half million
0: listeners, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they tend to listen. It's amazing, because not <laughs> only did his supervisor show up, but the original tech supervisor from a different yard that fixed it on Monday also showed up, and they're kind of duking it out out front with, uh, you know, holes in the ground where they're tracing wires and all kind of stuff. And he says, well, that is not our policy to take one customer down to put somebody else up. I said, I didn't think so, but you might want to inform that guy who, who heard me saying all this. And he turns away and walks across the street back to his truck. So that supervisor went and talked to his supervisor anyway. And I said, listen, if you need somebody to be slapping somebody around, I'm right here waiting. Just say the word. They finally, about an hour later, got their act together and found another pair and put jumpers on or used a cable stretcher or waved a magic wand or whatever the heck they did, and our AT&T fiber was finally back up. Now, Wednesday morning... It was still up, fortunately. <laughs> and, and they
1: claim that they have tagged the uh, the, yes. the connections with the network broadcast. Do not take down. But, yeah. You know,
0: we'll see. I, exactly. I said, you better do that. I said, years ago, we had to have that done with an ISDN line. Do you ever hear that? <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, I've been around long enough to know what an ISDN line is. Okay, good. Well, then you can understand why that couldn't be down because it brings our broadcast network down. But now it's all on fiber. He says, no, I'm going to make sure they tag it everywhere. Good. All the way to the central office and all the way up the coast and all the way to New York or whatever you got to do. He said, well, I don't know about that, but everywhere here locally, it's tagged. Okay. Well, again, we'll see. But it never happened before. And then this moron tech has the nerve to say, oh, well, my orders are to turn this customer on and I'll, I'll take you down anytime to put them up. I went, oh, my gosh. He's lucky I wasn't armed. Alexander Graham
1: Bell would be uh, rolling over in his grave if he knew what they were doing to his company.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. That's true. He started AT&T, basically.
1: It was Bell Systems Laboratories that eventually became AT&T.
0: Wow. So uh, I got all kind of apologies from the supervisors and so forth. But thanks to Isaac, the original tech who stayed on it, even though he was at another customer taking care of another problem, probably caused by one of the other techs. Um, And it stayed on it for us, and we got back working, and things are okay. And up to now, knock on wood. We're still up. But you know, If it was, you're hearing this, it's because our fiber still working. Yeah.
1: But it was funny because I remember joking with you on, on Monday once we found out that they took us down to get somebody else online. That I was like, you know, this is going to be like a tennis match. You know, you'll be online, and the next day they'll be online. And, and I didn't realize that Tuesday morning they were going to do the same thing with another customer. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I told them, I said, you either better bring us a couple of buckets full of Internet right now or fix it. And they just looked at me like, huh? But then they finally fixed it. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. Finally, I told him, you know, for all the trouble, the least you can do is bump us up to two gig. Yeah, and he said, if only. <laughs> he said, I would do it for sure if I could. Yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: Or you know, or at least the same uh, internet speed that NASA uses, which I read recently was like
0: ninety-one gigabyte. Can you imagine? Or I mean, before you hit enter, you, you're on the page that you were looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. 90 what? It's like 91 gigabit Jeez. per second service. Well, and of course, if anybody needs it, it would be NASA. Yeah. And good good on them. But, I mean, we're fine with our one gig. I mean, if at and listening, bump us up anyway. Least you could do. And, and get rid of these techs that have no clue and want to bring any other customer down. Because I have an order that says bring them up no matter what. Really? Yeah, That's a heck of a way well, to run an airline yeah. or an AT&T. Well, and speaking of bumping up, you know, in, a,
1: in a surprising development, Comcast bumped up my internet at home, doubled my speed.
0: I they had paying, must have
1: been listening. I had been paying for you know twenty five megabit service. And they bumped me. I, first of all, I found a deal, which I was able to get cheaper monthly service. So I, I was able to get a lower rate anyway. Then two weeks later, I get a notice that they're increasing my speed, doubling it, which also now tells me
0: that, that to expect a rate increase so at course. some point very near in the future. Yeah, nothing is free. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> expect that rate increase. But it's amazing that they doubled your speed. And, of course, mind you, the only reason Concast would do that is because of competition. Now, even though you don't have anybody else available in your area, it's happening and people are are moving fast to give you wireless Fast speeds, five G, all sorts of things. So they're trying to nip it in the bud. Say, hey, Chris, we're going to double your speed. Oh, and but wait, don't order yet. We're also going to charge you less. Well, how can you turn that
1: down? Yeah. Well, but see, in my in my community, my little neighborhood, we've got about you know five hundred units. I think the, our community is only wired for Comcast Internet, so mm. they really have no competition. Well, but which is soon, the only
0: reason I'm still with them. <laughs> I know. But we got the T-Mobile five G that's yeah, not I've working already, in the area yet, I've,
1: and I've, Verizon's already I've, pitching you. I've already put my my name on the list for Verizon once. <laughs> available in the area so
0: I can test it out because if I can get away from Comcast, I will. Oh, of course. We'll never go back to Comcast. And in my community, of which I'm the Homeowner Association president, we have, unfortunately, a long-term bulk cable deal. So we have them anyway in addition to satellite TV, which sucks because every time it rains you don't have any TV. Um, But the fact is, Comcast is always going down anyway. Well, and I'm, I'm going on, I just passed, I think, my third year of cutting the cord with cable. Good. And I have never looked back. So you're doing everything with smart TV and, and sticks and, and fire yeah, and sticks. Streaming and streaming services yeah. and, and Roku's and, and for and all some stuff. of
1: the networks, you know, we just won't tell Comcast that I'm using the login for your Comcast account so oh. I can at least watch some of the networks uh, on their apps. But, yeah, uh,
0: just like I won't tell uh, Apple that I'm using your Apple TV uh, right. thing. Or Amazon that you're using uh, Fausto's uh, Prime account. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll disavow any knowledge of having said any of that. Uh-oh, watch somebody play back the podcast and send it to them. Right. That's okay. We'll have problems, I'm sure, because, you know... Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, well, it might be if if, if all goes well. So there you go. That's this week's Internet story. Brought to you by... (laughs) And if you've got some tech rage, we'd love to hear yours. Yes, please. And don't worry, because we can bleep you. If you want to share some tech rage, we're anxious to play it on the air. We'll do all the bleeping, so just go ahead and be yourself or be mad, whatever about AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile or Comcast or anything, a product maybe, that you spent good money on and is not doing what it says it will do, any kind of tech rage, share it with us and we'll send you prizes for putting up with that tech rage and also try to help solve your tech rage because obviously we have some ears (laughs) that occasionally get
1: things done. So again, you can call 800-899-INTO, that's 800-899-4686, use our free Into Tomorrow app, or use the Ask Dave button on our website at intotomorrow.com. And we look forward to hearing you into tomorrow.
0: When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. <music> Back Into Tomorrow during our 26th year on the air. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow
1: is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our site at IntoTomorrow.com.
0: Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, history, history. Yesterday. Here's Chris. You know what? i got to say this first before you start, Chris, because a lot of people that I hear from, a lot of our audience and, and friends of the show and otherwise always tell me they love tech history because so many people go back and reflect on, oh, I had one of those, or I was around when that was first announced, or, or I remember that my grandfather told me about it, or those kind of things. And it's really very cool. And let me tell you something. If you haven't seen Chris's weekly video of tech history, you have got to watch them. Every week, imagine that, a weekly video every week. And it's different stuff. And he shows you some of these things and, and really takes you back into yesterday. So what do you got for
1: us? <laughs> well, this week in 1848, William Young of Baltimore, Maryland, patented a hand-cranked paddle freezer and invented the technique for making ice cream that survives today. It cut the time from hours to minutes and resulted in a uniform and smooth ice cream. Stepping. And it brought the frozen confection to many more people. Before his invention, making ice cream was a feat of strength. A smaller bowl of cream, milk, and sugar was placed inside a larger bowl of ice. The ice was salted to make it colder, and then a servant beat the mixture until his arms gave out. Oh, my. And then another one would take over until his arms gave out. Oh, jeez. And so on until the ice cream was ready. Wow. In 1869, at the age of 22, Thomas Edison received a patent for his electric voting machine. At that time, lawmakers simply voted by yelling out yay or nay, and a scribe would tally the votes by hand. Edison hoped to speed up the process with his machine that recorded ballots of voters with the help of a simple switch and an electric current. This was one of the first patents for Edison, who ended up with a total of 2,332 patents during his lifetime. Wow. And I don't even have one. Yeah. Mm. And this was also known as one of his biggest flops, with one lawmaker quoted as saying, if there's one invention on Earth we don't want down here, that is it.
0: Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir.
1: And Thomas Edison, of course, is credited with, uh, I think, my favorite quote of all time, saying, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And that's good. That's a great way to look
0: I've at I've always <laughs> thought about, you You, you got to fail in order to learn from your mistakes and move forward. Right. So, but really, you don't awesome. You don't have to fail. Just find the
1: way that won't work,
0: so yeah. you can then find the way that will work. There you go. That's right. Don't look at it as a failure. Yeah. In
1: 1896 this week, Henry Ford completed the Ford Quadricycle, his first gasoline-powered automobile, and gave it a successful test run. Let's get the this was Ford's first car and was a simple frame with a gas powered engine and four bicycle wheels mounted to it. The quadricycle was steered by a tiller handle and had a two speed transmission, put out a whopping four horsepower. Whoa! And had a top speed of 20 miles per hour. The original quadricycle still survives today and is housed at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan. Great googly moogly. In 1929, Warner Brothers debuted the first all-color, all-talking motion picture. The film debuted at the Winter Garden Theater in New York City. Ethel Waters, Joe Brown, and Arthur Lake starred in On With the Show. The film generated a lot of buzz in Hollywood, and virtually overnight, most other studios began shooting all-color films. Unfortunately, the original color print of On With the Show was lost, and only black and white copies remain, one of which is held at the Library of Congress. Cool. In 1971 this week, the U.S. space probe Mariner 9 blasted off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on a journey to Mars. Mariner 9 arrived at Mars on November 3rd and became the first spacecraft to orbit another planet. Mariner 9 returned photographs of the entire surface of Mars, including some images that revealed what appeared to be riverbeds on the surface, Mm -hmm. suggesting the presence of water at Mars at some point in the past. And this week in 2008, Google announced the leasing of 42 acres at Moffett Field, a former U.S. Naval Air Station near Mountain View, California. The Internet search giant said it planned to build a high tech campus on the land. The deal called for an annual rent of $3.7 million to NASA. Nice. <laughs> That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Check out
0: ifa-berlin.com, where tech will be back for 2022. Yep. Unfortunately, they had to cancel this year. Man, we were looking forward to being there. Our favorite remote broadcast all the time every year. This would have been our 18th year. But they had to cancel the in-person facilities and whatnot. But already planning and booking exhibitors for next year. We plan to be there. Of course. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. (sighs) I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On site.
1: Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office.
0: Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. It's Into Tomorrow on this Memorial Day weekend. I'm Dave Graveline.
1: I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit dexcom.com.
0: If you would like any of the following particular prizes, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you call in, when we hear you, and we'll do our best to get one of those items to you. From Benji Lock, we've got a fingerprint bike lock so you can secure your bike with just a finger. Rokat, set us some ELO 7.1 Air Wireless Surround Sound Gaming Headsets. From Tivic Health, we've got a clear-up microcurrent device to relieve congestion from colds, flu, and the allergies. And it works. From Razer, a Kaio webcam with built-in adjustable ring light. And from Elefo, we've got infrared ear and forehead thermometers. Lots of cool stuff to share with you. You can mention one or two or three of the items while there's no promises or guarantees. That way we can do our best to try to get one to you when you call in and participate. That's the key. 800-899-INTO or several other ways to join us. The free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button there. You can
1: send us a question. You can uh, stop by intotomorrow.com and hit the Ask Dave microphone and ask a question that way on any browser. Well, don't hit it. But if it's on mash your phone, it. it depends on where you're where, where you're well, where you're participating in the country. If you if you're in the south, you want to mash the button. There you go. into
0: tomorrow.com.